I went to the mall this weekend. After three months, have you been back? Uh, no, man. I, I'm too scared to go to the mall at the moment, dude. So, for most parts of Ontario, stage two happened a few weeks ago. Malls have been open for about like a week or so. And just going to a mall and seeing this whole reopening process is out of the world. I don't know. Do you, do you know what malls are like now? I heard like they're empty. That's what I've heard. Yeah, a lot of people aren't going back to the malls. Um, but whenever something reopens like this, I think it's going to attract a lot of people. And when I went personally last weekend, it wasn't that packed. It was definitely like the parking lot on a quote-unquote normal Saturday would have been packed to the brim, like impossible to find parking spots. But now it's like, I'd say 40, 30 to 40% of the parking lot was filled just to give you an idea. And like, here's my shopping mall experience. I would say about 40% of the stores were open. No public seating. So food courts are still closed. All the stores only use one entrance. So if a store had a external, external entrance, they would use that one. If a store was on two floors, they would only use the entrance of one floor, stuff like that. Literally hand sanitizer everywhere. Every store I went to, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer. That's like everywhere though. Like you go to a bubble tea store outside, like every table, there's yeah. a there's a sanitizer. But this is like in the mall. Literally, you walk out of one little boutique, you turn the corner, you step into another one. Hand sanitizer. Which I'm saying it's a good thing. But for me, it was way overkill. As as like a as like one person. I, I get why they're doing it, but as like a dude just getting shot with hand sanitizer every time I stepped out of a small store and went into another one. It was like, okay, I think my hands are going to start cracking soon. Some stores had like designated greeters who, whose job was literally only to squirt a bottle of hand sanitizer on you. Uh, store limits. If, if the store is full, which is like a 50% capacity, they don't let you in. You have to line up. And once you go into the store, every store at least the small ones, they have they have these little arrows pointing you in the direction of like a guided tour. It's not like a, a traditional shopping experience you and I, we, we know and love. It's literally a guided tour. I went into EB Games, which is like, you know, generally it's a small store. And you walk in from one side, you follow along the track, like you're, uh, like you're on a roller coaster or something. And you loop around the store until you get to the cashier at the end. And a lot of stores were doing that. So just hearing about that experience, do you think, Jack, it's, is it too early to reopen these places? I don't think it's too early. I just think that like what they're doing is correct. Um, like they're putting the but, right policies in place. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, like I'm going to go get a haircut in a couple of weeks. I just booked an appointment. Called the place. They're like, you have to wear masks. They're not going to wash your hair. Like, I feel like there's so much, so many new policies in everywhere, not just malls, like everywhere. It's like policy here, policy there. I feel like it's a good thing that they're doing that, but I'm just scared it's going to become the norm. I don't want it to become the norm. That's what I'm trying to say. I think for the foreseeable future, this is going to be the world we live in. There's the idea of the new normal floating around, and I think it's absolutely true. Like, this is the stuff we're going to have to do. Get ready to get your hands sanitized. 50 times throughout a day. For me, I think while while I do like going to shopping malls and window shopping and stuff, it does seem a bit overkill. Like it's excessive. If this is the if this is the procedure we're doing to get shopping malls back open, I I'd rather we we not have shopping malls as as much as I hate to say it because it seems like this is the time like they want to earn money. Like the companies want to earn money. They they've lost enough money with their shops closing. So having these, I think having these online sales, it's been working well. It's just a rush to open these shopping malls. Um, but I'm getting carried away. I just wanted to talk about that before we started the show because I went to the mall for the first time in three months. I don't know. Jack, aren't you excited? Are you, are you not a mall guy usually? No, I only go to the mall when it's with girls. I typically don't go alone. Unless I'm buying a gift. I don't like going to the mall unless I'm with a girl. Like just just because if you go to the mall with a girl, you can check out what they like. You know, you can. It's a walk go-to date idea them. for you. It's a yeah, go-to yeah, date yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go there alone, be, man. And that's going to be fucked up. 
Yeah, my dad. You're going to get hand sanitizer every every five minutes. No, no, not even that. It's just like, you know, it's not a. You have to let go of her hand every like two seconds. I don't think she'll even want to touch your hand. Yeah, man. Like, what, what, what's I've what's the new people, dating norm? No one like? is shaking hands. Wait, sorry, go ahead. What's the new dating norm going to be like? Uh, virtual. We're, the new dating norm, we're going to upload our brains into a cloud and it's going to be like Habo Hotel. You're listening to DIU Podcast, Daily Issues Uncovered. My name is Gavin, and I'm joined with my co-host, aging millennial, Jaxi. What's up? Tell me about that haircut. You, I know you were complaining about your hair a few weeks ago, how like you had that whole bang situation going down. Where's your haircut at now? It's, it's like past my eyes, bro. My bangs are past my eyes. Dude, I need... I need you to send me a picture. We all want to see that. And no, uh, no, no, no. I pass. Like, like a straight. Are you talking about straight bangs or is your bangs like slanted? What's going on? Like, okay, my hair is like wavy, right? So like it goes down, it waves upwards, but then it goes past my eyes. It, like if you straight my hair, it goes up to my nose, dude. Wow, that's just the front. What what's going yeah. on in the back and the sides? Nothing, dude. It's just growing out like a mofo. <laughs> just fucking growing growing out. What's the haircut you're gonna get though? So, so bring me through it. You go to your guy or your lady. I don't know your your haircut stylist, your barber. A few weeks from now, uh, what's the haircut you're asking for? Shave the sides, shave the back, or not shave. Like cut it really short and then leave the top. Leave the top as long as it is. Uh, yeah. So your bangs are gonna be the same. No, 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 no. Uh, my bangs will be shorter too. I haven't seen you in so long, Jack. I don't even know. Is that your normal haircut? I, I think so. I don't even know myself, dude, to be honest. It's been so long, you don't even remember what you looked like three months ago. No, I don't, to be honest. I normally <laughs> get a haircut once a month. Have you ever cut your own hair or, or thought about the like, idea of doing that? I did when I was uh, younger. Uh, but now like my hair is like thinning and I don't want to cut my own hair if my hair is thinning because if I fuck up, I have to just shave it bald and I don't want that. Ah, yeah, fair, fair. Get the like, pros to do it. Like, I've been I don't want my own hair. anyone to touch my hair. I just, I don't get want a, anyone. I just got a razor. Hair. It's, it's like zoom, zoom, zoom. Sides are gone. Yeah. I look like I have a, a mohawk. It's kind of fucked up, but uh, bro, I wish, I wish I had enough hair to have a mohawk. <laughs> I can have a reverse mohawk. What's a reverse mohawk? You know, just, just shave the mohawk part and have those two sides. <laughs> <laughs> reverse mohawk, bro. Is that what it's called? I, I don't know. Maybe. Yo, Rocket. Rock the verse Mohawk. Okay, so jumping into my topic, something I want to talk about a while ago, and it's the idea of defunding the police. And, you know, since a lot of the protests has sparked in this past few past few weeks, uh, the idea has come into... It's gone from being completely unheard of, this idea of defunding the police... It's gone from being completely unheard of, like what the fuck are you talking about, to like, eh, okay, okay, this is something we we could we could be doing. And the reason I'm saying this in in terms of Toronto, at least on June 19th, in in Toronto, a lot of protesters sat outside the police headquarters. They painted on the floor of like college College Street, defund the police in like big pink uh, paint everywhere. Not just in Toronto, of course, like. A lot more shit going on in the states as well, but this whole idea of defunding the police, Jack. Do you have any? Do you have any initial thoughts of of what this means? Yeah, but you know, I I actually think the opposite. I think we should increase the funding. Why so? To increase the training. So there was a lot of posts going around a while back when this uh, you know BLM thing came up, and a lot of countries in Europe actually it takes like two to three years to actually become a police, and how in North America it takes two three months. And two to three months. Yeah, that's what I said. Some two to two to like four months or something. I don't remember. Something like less than a year. Less than a year okay. basically. And I think that, you know, police need proper training. So what I think they need is like more funding in the police and take longer to graduate to become a police so they become more knowledgeable than just, you know, here you get a platoon, you get a gun, now go fuck people up. More than just that, you know what I mean? Um that's an interesting idea. What would police ideally be learning in these extra months or, or years of police academy? Well, you know, 
it's just like how they're escalating the situation, like more training on how they're solving issues when stuff occurs, not just like fucking kill them, like, you know? De-escalating, right? Not de- you don't want, sorry, you don't sorry, want sorry, the cops escalating the situation. That's 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 what the bad guys are there for. You want you want the de-escalation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think they need more training on that and like more drills. You know, like how like we, we watch those Hong Kong uh, dramas and where like SWAT teams are like faithful. Uh, I don't know what that is in English. Uh, I think that's SWAT team in English, to be honest. Like special forces. Yeah, like special forces to like do more training on drills, not just like, I'm not talking about like special forces drills, I'm talking about police drills. I, I just feel like they need more training on, on de-escalating the situation. Right. Um, just to point this out, like, I don't think, yeah, using Hong Kong dramas is a great example of talking about police. Yeah. And you're talking about special forces. Of course, not every police officer is going to be no, trained but like, with a special force. I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'm not saying be like special force. I'm training more training. Cause like, in like HK dramas, they have so much training, and I and I feel like we need that for for Canadian troops. Like I don't I don't know how reliable HK drama is in terms of how the how the well, police police are trained, but I have some stats for U.S. police. U.S. police recruit the median training hours. It looks like there's the most time they spend on shit is 58 hours of training for firearms. Okay, 58. This is descending order. Next is defensive tactics 49 hours uh constitutional law 40 hours use of force scenario training 24 hours basic first aid is 16 hours 10 hours of communication skills use of first force policy eight hours de-escalation only eight hours so look at all this other shit i mentioned before de-escalation 58 hours firearm, 49 hours defensive tactics. Uh, you can see it's it's clearly skewed towards this idea of enforcement, using force. Um, crisis intervention, eight hours. They have eight hours of baton use, eight hours of electronic control weapon, and six hours of pepper spray. These are just the US police recruit median training hours. Just based on that, I, I see where you're coming from. They don't have a lot of de-escalation training compared to firearms, compared to other stuff. Eight hours, eight hours. Think of a, if, if you're, if you're, if you get eight hours of training and you get thrown into a situation where someone is like, I don't know, they're, maybe they're not mentally in the best place. That's a recipe for disaster, right? Yeah. Originally, I, when I, when I first saw this idea of defunding the police, it's like, well, there's like a lot of issues. I don't know. I think, I think a lot of normal people not normal. I don't know. A lot of lay people, they might think like, don't we need the police? Like, aren't they, aren't they the good guys? Uh, of course, with the recent riots, protests, and with social media and these just like past few years, we're seeing more and more and more in videos of police brutality and how now finally it seems like it's pretty realistic that the police can be defunded. So Jack, you originally suggested that they should get more of a budget. Because I, I actually just Googled it. It takes about six months to complete a whole course, including the application process. That's not a very long time to become police in Canada. I'm talking no, about Canada right not, now. Yeah, that is not a long time. That is that's like... Less, as, as I mentioned earlier, less than a year. Six months, that's including application process. Yeah, my, my process to go live in Japan took longer than that. That's fucked up. But to say this, um, the idea of defunding police... And especially like in Toronto. So what they're doing in Toronto, or they're trying to, they're trying to reallocate 10% of the Toronto police funds to other other areas. And what basically a lot of the global defund the police movements are, are suggesting is that they take this money and reallocate it to social services, to other places, to poor neighborhoods, which need these funds and which can use the funds to create a better society right do you know what i mean i understand uh you know sorry cut you off here i need to drink soup give me two minutes okay bro oh my god okay let me read some of the comments while jack is drinking his soup can you believe this guy kyle you're saying there's 27 weeks of training in hong kong police that is yeah that's about the same holy shit so like when jack so jack's talking about hk drama being a good representation of being policed, that's like half a year, 27 weeks. 
Sorry. You back? That was fast, dude. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I was just reading over Kyle's comment. He said, uh, by now, I just assume whatever Kyle types is, is facts. I assume. I don't know. He's like our internet guy. Kyle said 27 weeks of training in Hong Kong for police, which is basically half a year. Maybe including the application more. process. Yeah. No, it's yeah. half a year. That's not, that's not including the application process. But Canada so, is including application processes. Right. So like earlier, you're saying like Hong Kong, you're suggesting Hong Kong's a shining example of the police force. Uh, they have the, the best no, training, no, no, no. 27 weeks I, of training. I'm not saying that their hiring process is good. I'm saying when we see those HK dramas, how they drill and train the police is good. Right. But that's not realistic. No, I just, think that's how just they train. Like, I, just I'm like, yeah, sure just like a lot of drills. Okay. Uh, where did I leave off? So I was talking about the idea of defunding the police and how community. investing and how, in the community, yeah, right? reinvesting into the community. Of course, like first, if if someone came up to me and went like, "We're gonna defund the police," I'm like, "What the fuck, right?" Because I aren't they the good guys? But then the more research I do on this, and it, it kind of makes a lot more sense, and I'm I'm really interested in seeing how this goes of defunding the police because like. This doesn't mean like we're taking the police completely away. Sure, some cases in Minneapolis, for example, they're trying to do that. But then by defunding the police, you can take part of the money, which, I mean, for example, Toronto Police, their budget is $1.1 billion, And there's like a new, they're trying to get 10% of that to be reallocated, which, you know, is like 100, 150 million. It's a good amount of money, which, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I think that, you know, we should... Not cut the funding, but instead cut the amount of cops, the older ones, the unfit ones, like basically like retrain the, the officers. Right, that's, like, that's still defunding the police. Yeah, I agree. And, and what you're suggesting is defunding the police. You're taking away the money they're spending, right? You're, no, that's not what I mean. Like, of, if you fire a bunch of cops, they're going to obviously the payroll is going to be less. That's, that's no, 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 no. defunding the police. No? So cutting, cutting the cops of the older generations. Also, I feel like they should cut the ones that are unfit, like the ones that eat donuts, all they become fat guys, okay? Adding on to that, what I mean by increasing the fun is increase the training to like two years for them to like become cops, like full training, drills, come out, shit like that, like a full fucking two-year training. Would this just be more of the same? Like, let's say let's say they have 58 hours of firearm training now. Would that no, just no. be increased by, you know, proportionally? So they have like 120 hours of police, like of firearm training or, or well, what I'm not saying just about? firearm, like overall training, like de-escalating situations, melee weapons, firearm weapons, like not just, not just like, what's it called? Not just firearms. That's what I'm saying. Not, not just one thing, but like training overall. Cause in Europe, it actually takes two years to become a cop in Europe. And I think that's what we need to modelize as becoming a cop. What are your thoughts on what a lot of people are suggesting now to defund the police and to have it reallocated to other aspects of of the neighborhood? Would, what What do you think? Just, no, no, that would just increase more crimes and more gangs. I feel like. How so? I, I if there's less police on the streets, there's going to be more gangs, and the gangs would just take over. There's not enough. But cops why do to go gangs? Around. Why do gangs come to place in the first place? Because it's easy to to like the reason why gangs go to places because it's easy to distribute drugs or easy to distribute something that's illegal are you, about, we, are you talking about like international like mafias or are you talking about like street thugs like actual mafias it could be international or <laughs> okay. or okay. national in the country i uh, just there's more be more gangs and more even like petty crimes like a, stealing something there'll be more would there, there be there's, do you think do you think not increasing okay so let's say the majority of crime, which happens, is is the people in the neighborhood, right? Like, yeah. if you're in a poor neighborhood, there's a reason why there's more crime. Are you following my logic? Yeah. Because they have less op- people have less opportunities, or their school is shit. They don't they don't go to school because there's no funding. So I feel like police, the way you're saying things, like adding more funds to police, is just a band aid. You know. Sure. No. If, I'm if saying a, if, cutting if a, cop. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you get more cops or you get you spend more money on cops, it's just a band-aid because there's still going to be crime because people are still going to be poor. They're still going to be, you know, they're still not getting the resources and the the help, the social services they need. I, unless I'm unless not, you want the police to do that. I'm not unless saying you want the that there won't that. be crimes. 
I'm saying that there'll be an increase in crime if we cut down the cops because there's not enough cops to cover an area. So if you think if you think a society, if if a community, they got better schools, they have community centers, they have they have like shit worth protecting instead of a poor ass neighborhood. Wouldn't more people go on the the how do you say it? the the straight road, get jobs, contribute to the society? Uh, that's the whole idea with reallocating these services, giving people uh, more of a chance, giving people more of a chance so that they can become better citizens versus, I'd say, increasing the police fund. That's just a band-aid. And by band-aid, I mean, you're just making the problem go away. Put them in jail, for example, versus healing, you know, the medicine, the medicine society needs to to make the people do better instead of thinking like, oh, I need to turn to gang violence. I need to turn to to a life of crime. Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. Investing money in community is just another another band-aid, I think. It's, it's the way you put it. It's another band-aid because if you think of it this way, yeah, you're investing money into it, but if the neighborhood is already bad, what makes this neighborhood of people be better? It doesn't matter. There has been there has been a lot of like case studies where if you fix up the community, people naturally stop you know being in, getting involved in crime it's, so it's not a bad it, for okay like when i say police is a band-aid it means like you're just applying more pressure you're applying more force which you know people are tired of we're talking about the states in north america people are tired of police brutality clearly you and i we both agree clearly the way things are aren't working because you're even though we're suggesting different things the way it is now it's not working right so, so, so I want to say, so I'm, so if I took ten percent of the money that's invested in the cops, put in Young and Finch right now, it'll get better within ten years. Possibly, but you can't the worst say if you, add, if you can't say you can't say if you add ten percent of police and add it to Young and Finch, it'll get better, right? Exactly like, what Louis said. Way, we can't the way people, get right. the way people are now, the way police are now, it's it's based on law enforcing. It's based on it's based on putting people in jail. That's never the solution. Putting more people in jail is not the solution. It is a solution. Because, get bad people off they, the streets. But why don't? Wouldn't it be more of a solution to prevent the bad people from being bad in the first place? But and to answer your question, mean- to answer your question, you're saying let's say we get a poor neighborhood and we invest more money into it. We get some community centers. You know, kids can play basketball after school. Kids don't have to like worry about where their next meal is going to be. You don't think they're going to grow up? You know, do better in school and have but normal the, jobs but the generations before let's say those kids parents yeah by 10 years let's say, yeah th- yeah they're it's gonna be replaced with these new kids who who have it better of course you don't think drug dealers want the best for their kids they do i know they do so i That's what i'm trying to say is to make more money. what i'm trying to say is by reinvesting in the community and the means of doing so defunding the police like you know you police you have like a billion dollars Take some of that because you're clearly not using the money well and put it into the communities. Having that and nurturing the next generation of people, that's the long-term care. That's not the band-aid. The band-aid's gonna peel off if the you know, you arrest one guy, next man's gonna come through, do the same crime, right? You you take one criminal off the street, another one's gonna come on, come back on. That's a band-aid. But if you I, fix I, the actual society, the community. Yeah, go ahead. I just don't feel like, you know, invest if you yes invest in community cut from elsewhere i don't think it should be cops i really don't think cut it should from be cops where? education i don't know man i don't know cops man. Earn, maybe cops okay especially in america cops and the amount of money they spend on like sending them high tech cool army shit like they they do not need this budget Dude, that's they, why i said cut the bad cops keep the same budget and okay, but who is the, the bad training. cop? Are you gonna are you gonna look at are you gonna sweep through your entire police department and go like, okay, yes. I I decide you're a bad cop. No, the I decide ones you're that a good can cop. physically the physically unfit ones. That's one. Second, the ones that you know like can't pass like a, let's say a psychology test. Like I think psychology test and physical training. Those are two. Cut off the bad cops. The ones that can't even fucking run. Do they do they deserve to be a cop? No. Do, do, well, do, yeah. Unfortunately, do, do the, the situation guy? now is like cops are heavily based on like unions, and they're based on seniority. With the current police system, no way in hell that's going to happen. So, 
And if you look at the fit cops too, is like, are they the good guys? Look at look at any of the videos of the police brutality. It's mostly fit cops who are fucking up the pedestrians, the, the regular people. It's not working. So let me show you a case study. There was a, there's a place called Camden, New Jersey. And it was, it was a city once known as the most dangerous, like one of the most dangerous in the United States. You know, there's a lot of, there's a sky high murder rate, drugs everywhere. So a few years ago, the Camden police force was dismantled. And instead, so they did have a larger force because they rebuilt it with other uh, counties and stuff. So the new department policy was that officers they're not judged on the number of arrests and tickets. Instead, they are told to patrol on foot, mingle with residents, and build, build trust with the, with the people. What ended up happening was murder went down by two-thirds since the year before the, the police reform. And uh, overall, crime is down by half. So I see what you're talking about when you're saying have more training. But then the issue is that the current state of police is not working, is not working. And here's a situation where Camden, they, they dismantled their police force, which is something Minneapolis is actually trying to do. They dismantled it and they had a more community-focused approach. You know, it wasn't about arresting people. It was about integrating into the community. And that's stuff like where you take money from the police and you redirect it to other sources, which... uh at the end of the day, it, it benefits communities. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you're, you're seeing my line of thought, though. No, no, I do. I do. I do. It's just you, you're saying, like, you know, if we cut out the cops, defund it, invest in communities, communities which create future prospects, which the future prospects makes the community even better, then they don't need to invest in it and then invest into another community and do that to another community, et cetera, et cetera, correct? Right. I see your, your concerns, though, because, like, Let's say a regular guy, we're going to think like, okay, who's going who's gonna to protect me if, if I get robbed? It's not like we're talking about them being no, you know, no forms of protection. It's about taking this budget, which police, they're already getting way more than they need based on what they're doing. Way more than they need and reallocating it. I think it's a big issue, which we should, we should consider. And I think it's, it's, it's really only for the good like i'm what i see is like a pile of money which is being used inappropriately why not relocate it that's, I, that's I, all I, i'm trying to say with defund i i agree with the money not used appropriately and that's for training right and but the hiring process yeah i mean so if we if we spend more money on police are we going to take are we going to take more money away from healthcare and education no i'm or not are we gonna i'm raise not saying, taxes? i'm not saying spend spend money on police i'm saying under you know, keep the same funding it is now. Cut the bad cops or the not fit ones. Yeah, that's going to take a one. lot of resources. I think having, I think combing through your whole police organization is going to take a lot more money than, than you think. A lot more time and resources as well. I don't know, man. That's, that's what I feel like we should do. Then invest in the community. Because I feel like, you know, I, I, when I grew up, you know, I don't live in a, a rich area, a good area. You know what I mean? Well, it's decent. You know, Grace would know. Uh, but I used to go to a community center. Uh, right. And imagine if that community center wasn't there. I don't think it has right? improved. You know, I, I don't know. Like, I, you know, I have to get Grace to to maybe vouch for me here. Has like, you know, the Greenwood community, the one we grew up in better than it is that was 10 years ago, like 20 years ago. Grace? Is she going to type? Oh, she's typing. Okay, she hasn't been. Gone. But, but, you know, we, we grew up near a community center. We, you know, we went to like Disney World. That community center provided us a free trip to Disney World for a day. Don't get me wrong; it's 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 good. It was good, but you know, I don't know if the community has improved over the last twenty years. You know, I used yeah, to go there. Yeah, but has 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 the community received more funding? If it hasn't, how's know. it going to improve? But, but technically speaking, having that community there should already make the community better. Because originally they would have a funding to build that community center. If they don't have that funding building the community center in the first place, then they wouldn't have fundings anyways. So they so already you're saying the community should the community should you're expecting the community in 10 years to generate enough money with years, with no help years. from with no help from the city government. Obviously, they would have help to begin with if they have a community center there. 
Right, but the point is, you, okay, you, you weren't even in that like a poor of a neighborhood, right? To be, it to be clear. was saying okay, compared to a compared to a very poor neighborhood where crime rates are high. First of all, you're sending more police officers there because, and and then when you get these poor communities, I I don't even think police uh, officers give a shit anymore. Like oh, the we have to area, again? The, the area where the community center was was a lot of government housing. Right. Again, with the, a lot of black people there, as not racist as I want to sound. You know, they. I don't know how the how are they doing over there now, but I don't feel like it has improved. I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong, but I've been back there a couple of times, and I don't think it has improved. And there was government funding on it. There is still government funding. Okay, it's not going to improve right away. Like if years? you invest a bunch of money, if you invest a bunch of money, it's not going to improve right away. But at least keeping kids off streets and you know, giving them educational opportunities. It's going to involve more than brute force. You can't scare these people. You can't scare kids into thinking like, oh, you're going to go to jail. Because like, what's the alternative? But you can't, if you can at least give these kids something to aspire for, like, yo, you can do well in school and you can, you know, get a job. You can do whatever you want. For me, I'm saying that's that's the better solution to to cutting down on, you know, this, the whole thing, going back to the whole thing, is like cutting down on this police brutality because, first of all, like we both agree, they're not trained enough. Uh, and secondly, it's happening too frequently to the, to the point where people are sick of it. And defunding the police, it, you know, it's time. It's time to try something new. That's the way I see it. Like you mentioned adding more budget, but like you said, you, there's we have no idea where where this money is going to come from where this time and resources is going to come from you know so i i don't know like i i i respect what your opinion is i i don't know if that's the right way to go about it though and i and i and i agree that we disagree i don't know if your way is the right way to go about it all right that's fair that's fair all right what do you want to talk about well you know recently it came up across an article it was, uh, it's about racism again. You know, I, I just want to raise awareness for Asian racism. Uh, it's a racism against the Chinese Canadians now common in Canada during pandemic. So there was a survey done uh, from in, uh, Angus Reed Institute in partnership with the University of Alberta. You know, of the 500 Canadians of Chinese Ethnicity surveyed, 50% reported being called names or insulted as a direct result of a pandemic. So basically, about 50% of people are being discriminated based uh, on their for being race. Asian. For being based Asian. on the race because, because of this pandemic. Because, you know, people are ignorant. They don't know, know better. No, like, I, I just want to put that out there. You know, we're, we're being racist. We're, we're being racist on too. Is that, is that how you say it? Uh, we're experiencing is, is it? racism. Yeah, we're experiencing racism as well. It's not just black people, you know. Um, you know, okay, I just okay, want to raise okay, awareness. Okay. Just before we we get into this whole <laughs> rabbit hole, I'm not trying to take away any any voice from from black racism, anti-black sentiments, anti-Chinese sentiments. Uh, go ahead. No, no I, 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 I. Okay, because you're making it sound like you're making it sound like the racism we're getting is. Is worse than black people are getting. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not trying to make this sound like that. But if that's matter. what you are, I'm, go my, ahead. My, 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 my message is that, you know, you know, we're experiencing racism as well, not just them. That's what I'm trying to put out there. That's it. That's that's my message. Right. Uh, just right. letting people and be aware of it. Yes, there's, there's anti-Asian sentiments floating in the air. Not to say we're getting killed by police. I'm yeah. just putting that so, out there too. But go so, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. You know, like there's uh, another survey done with it as well. Like 80, 87% of the Asian population believe that people in Canada does not see them as a full Canadian. So like you, me, Grace, Kyle, you know, uh, basically yeah, you don't, don't name people. We, yeah. we, we know, we know. Okay. You're talking about Asian okay. people. We're talking about Chinese Canadians, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Asians, Asians or Chinese, Chinese, fine, Chinese. That, no, no, no. Like, like, uh, I'm just reading the article you sent me too. It says a vast majority yeah, yeah, so of Chinese Canadians, eighty-seven percent, also believe other people in the country don't view them as fully Canadian, at least some of the time. 
do you feel that right now? Just wondering. Uh, I don't know. I feel pretty. I feel pretty Canadian. Like when I when I went abroad, I identify as Canadian. So maybe I'm in that thirteen percent. I don't know. What about you? Know. When, well, when I was in Taiwan, I identify myself as you know a Canadian, but you know I would always tell my tell my kids, you know, like my parents are from China or from Guangzhou. That's what I tell my kids. But I tell them I was born in Canada. So I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like a full Canadian. But you know, I'm on the Fabio end. So what can I say? Um, um, okay. So looking, hold on. Looking at this stat, um, the question was: To what extent do you think others in this country see you as Canadian? And based on 2020, the Chinese Canadian respondents, only 13% said all the time. Uh, so, like you said, eighty-seven percent thought at least some points in time that they weren't seen as Chinese, which is kind of a misleading stat, I think, because forty-nine percent of the eighty-seven percent, forty-nine percent of the Chinese Canadian respondents think that they're seen as Canadians mostly, most of the time. So, I think that's a that's a situation where you and I are in, because yeah, I agree that we're Chinese Canadian, like we. We don't fit the traditional image of what it means to be Canadian. And we all know what the traditional image is. We don't need to talk about that. But 49% say they mostly, you know, most of the time, they feel like they integrate into Canadian society. And I think that's where you and I would fall. I, I, I guess so, yeah. But I don't, I don't know if... I, I guess I can see how this question relates to racism. Because uh, if people don't see us as Canadians, we're, we're more likely to face racism. What's another stat? Well, I have changed some of my routines become concerns about racism and discrimination. So people are changing routines. If you look at the graph, that's showing down there. Yep. So 38% said not at all. The routine has not changed. 30% 30 frequently has happened to me, but not often for the 31%. So overall, 61% means they've actually uh, experienced, you know, changing routines and shit, man. But... As we scroll down, you know, we see people are experiencing this and it really hurts hold on, me hold as on. Before, an Asian before, Hold on, before we move on, sorry. Did you, have you changed your routine because of, uh, have you changed your routine because of your ethnicity during COVID-19 because you were worried about racism and discrimination? Uh, I don't know, it depends what kind of routine, like. Because I can out- say, I can say fully 0%. I would say I'm sheltered because I work from home. So who knows? Well, maybe if I was working, if I was commuting, and I was in touch with more people, maybe. But for me, I would say I'm in that 38% of not changing my routine. Well, you know, I think going out, I change my routine. For example, like when I see people, I tend to now like swerve, swerve away from them. But is that because you're straight. afraid they're they're gonna be racist towards you? Uh, That's no, what this question is asking. That's a lot of Asians, but. When I saw white people in my area, I just went outside for like a walk. They would like literally cross the street when they're in front of me just to get to the other side. And they see another white person, they don't do that. Like I see racism already in my own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And has that changed your routine? That's what this question is asking. Like, what do you mean routine? That's the that's question. Well, this is, yeah, this question is pretty, pretty vague. But I would say, have you changed the way you've done anything? Because you were worried about racism specifically. Like, we're all wearing masks now. That's not a change of routine because of racism, though. That's because we don't want to die. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I guess it's only when I see people. Like, when I see white people, I avoid them. Even, like, I avoid white people because they want to avoid me. I think that's the only routine I've changed. Okay. All right. Like, I would avoid white people because, like, a lot of times, like, when I go out, white people stare at me because I have a mask on sometimes. And I would just get stared at. It's like I'm a, I'm a fucking cancerous or some shit, yo. Are you talking about in, in Markham? Yeah, in Markham. This is me, I, bro. I'm talking about myself. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you have to worry about that then because there, there's, there's too many white people. Not a lot. Yeah, like, it's, not, it's not a lot of I white think people. We're, but, sa- we're safe for the most part. But like I'm talking about like the few white people that live in Markham. Like that back actually actually see right, those so they're gonna look people. at everyone. They're, I guess I guess they're they're in the wrong neighborhood. I'm, I'm yeah. I, I guess I'm trying to be like, welcoming here, but I don't know. I don't know they want to think like that. Okay, keep going. Okay, so let's look at the next graph. You know, 
many can, Chinese Canadian were that Asian children are going to be bullied more in school to the COVID outbreak. I actually agree with that. You know, growing up, you know, I was already bullied by my own people. Uh, Your own people. <laughs> yes, yes. Chinese, Chinese, other Chinese people bullying you. More, yeah, yeah. But okay, wait, is, sorry, sorry. The question again. I'm going to say it one more time. No, okay. no, no. You, you it, I know. You it I know. Over too quickly. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, you do it. The question is: Agree or disagree on a six-point scale? One is strongly disagree. Six is strongly agree. I, the question I, I totally is: agree. Asian kids in Canada will be bullied when they return to school post COVID nineteen. So ten percent said strongly agree. Do you agree? Seven percent strongly disagree. I would probably agree? be in the middle. I would probably be like a two or a three, to be honest. I think I'll be like a, a four, four or five, but closer to the five. I would say. And I also think it's where you live. I think if it's a kid in Markham, chances Most are, it's, not. you know, it's it's gonna be they're gonna be okay because everyone is Chinese. Like seventy percent of us are Chinese, so I sure, think sure, it's gonna sure. be okay. But it really depends on where you are. Um, I think the sample size of this study is all over Canada, I believe. So it's pretty varied. Going back, so most people are where you are. 27% think it's a, they rated a four on I'm a scale of five. Six. I'm closer to a five. Okay. But to be fair, yeah, this is an opinion question. We don't know if that's going to happen. We, you know, based well, on these, we can say, this isn't exactly saying that a lot of kids will be bullied. We won't know until school starts again. Well, you this know, is like just you the said, mindset. Gavin. Like you said, Gavin, you know, you know, it's a horrible time to have kids. I don't know, man. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, man. But up there, like, you know, I just I the main point is that, you know, we're we're getting shot on as well. Basically, I just want to put that out there. You know, a lot of fifty percent of people are getting shot on. Uh Asian Chinese people and I'm just sad to see that, you know, a lot of Canadians are born here, especially from, you know, Vancouver or, you know, even like Toronto. Like there's a lot of Chinese people that were born here like us, you know, just people need to be aware. Yeah, I I agree. It's, it sucks for us. Uh, Like, to be honest, I can't really say too much because I haven't experienced this. I, I haven't been yelled at or i haven't been told to go back home to my country of course you know if that happens then yeah i'll be part of that statistic but i can't really say for now that it's happening to me and and i and i admit i'm up here in my iron fortress of the of the podcast studio i i work from home right you work from home it's it's hard to say like this is what's happening we can see what they're saying in the survey but for me i can't really you know, envision it like it. It seems bad, but then I think it's for me. I'm just saying it's it's hard to see it. It's hard to see it. I agree. You know, hopefully there's it'll get better plenty, for us. Yeah, there's Chinese plenty people, of racist say. communities. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, be in bliss and say everywhere in throughout Canada is is multicultural. We're 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 not like that cultural mosaic. We we tell ourselves we are. Our, our schools teach us we are. Like there's racism everywhere and definitely I agree because of coronavirus, there has been a lot more anti-Asian sentiments in the general public and it, it sucks. It sucks for, for us. I, I just hope, you know, in the, in the coming years after this COVID thing is over, it will get better for us, hopefully. Uh, I don't hopefully. know. Do you remember SARS where they're like uh, Asians were getting shitted on too? I actually don't remember SARS too much. We're too young. That's the thing. Like my dad told me, like Canada was the worst after China, apparently. But I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. I, I can't really. I can't remember. I can't really remember too. Like, were there a lot of anti-Asian? Uh, the thing is, back then there was no internet. There was no internet. Like I, we like there was internet, but I barely used it. And second, I live near Chinatown, bro. It it's not that there's no internet. Yeah, it was not social media like people can't see videos of a of an asian lady getting punched or something right or of a lady yelling uh go back to your country to a chinese or to an asian person so it could have been it could have been bad during sars too uh just like any any targeted ethnic incident 
like you think it was safe to be a brown person after 9-11 it probably was not the greatest time uh so these these unfortunate pandemics or you know disaster situations unfortunately they get associated with our race and it's you know it paints us all as a brush so i i guess i guess the the message is is racism is bad right yeah i hate racism man yeah all right is that all you want to talk about yeah, dude, just to raise awareness. That's my main point. To raise awareness of the Asian community for the Asian people out there, you know, not just I think the, the Asian people, people I think the Asian people are, are are quite aware of this. But they yeah. oh, never mind. I don't want to continue this topic, but yeah, just want to raise awareness. Thank you. Okay. PSA. Doing God's work. Yeah. Jack, do you have a Cantonese corner for us this week? Yeah, I do, man. So I just have some words, you know, for us to teach. What's the theme? There's not really a theme. It's just, you know, words based on what we talked about today. That's always my theme. The theme is... Starting, oh, starting last week. Starting last week, that was always your theme. Yes. Because I remember <laughs> you had random ass themes, like asking for directions when our, our podcast had nothing to do with that. No, but, you know, was, you know thanks, thanks to a certain someone, you know, reminding me that just to words... Uh, to to a certain topic, uh, you know, just you know, I just so make it, it makes the, it makes sense. It makes sense, right? To have yeah, your Cantonese words align with our podcast topics. Yeah, yeah, it makes life so much easier. You know, I would I would like to thank this person. Hope uh, you know she's listening. Okay, right now, bro, so. you don't need to. F- <laughs> you can just thank me. I've mentioned that to you many times. I don't know why you're saying. No, you haven't. No, you I haven't. I always say yeah. just do the topic. What the, what the fuck are you talking oh about, God, bro? Fuck it, whatever, man. Fuck it, fuck it, whatever. Right. Well, okay, so First, hold, on. Hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. So this is the mind of Jack C you're seeing here. Oh my if it's God. a girl suggesting him something, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm gonna fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, great idea. If it's me suggesting something, like brush it off, right? If a girl, if a girl went up to Jack and suggested defund the police to, to reallocate the, <laughs> the community to what? the community, Jack would be like, oh yeah, that's that's a great idea. What what what, 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 what do you take me for, Gavin? A simp? Sounds like it, bro. Yo, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> All right, start your class. Okay, the first word is Seung Chang. So it means shopping mall, Seung Chang. Okay. All right. The Seung Chang is opening up. Yep. Because uh, we know we first talked about shopping malls. Do it up. Uh, you know, uh, next next couple's words don't have a specific order. But, uh, you know, next word is KC. KC means discrimination okay uh, can you use that in a sentence in, in english or chinese no like like that's one of those advanced you know chinese words i don't use in my normal day-to-day cbc life like kc okay, okay I'll, I'll give a sentence yeah. gavin ho zhong yi kc zhong and what does that mean jack <laughs> it means gavin likes to discriminate against chinese people <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Next one is ngak sao. Ngak sao means handshake. You know, we kind of talked about handshaking, holding hands. You know, no more sao. handshaking in, in the future. Yeah, man. Bro, I I went to um I went with my girlfriend to pick up a cake over the weekend because her cousin makes cakes. Sorry, I'm just going on a tangent here. We rolled up to his house. First time meeting. First time for me to meet him. And you know, you know, nice to meet you, whatever, we're at the door. And it's like, well, what the fuck do you do, right? So so he just bust out the Wakanda forever thing. I'm just like, that's what we're doing now. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been waving, to be honest. Forever. I've, I've been that? just waving. I've been waving. Like, uh, you know, people feel like we got to do something, right? Yeah. No, no, it's All funny. Right. I was I was out with my friends and my friend bumped into his friends. And they're about to handshake. And they, they took it back and waved instead. It was the awkward, most awkward scene I've seen. Was it like, you know how like some kids like to fuck around, they pull their for the handshake and they, they did a yeah. psych, like they're brushing yeah, yeah, their yeah, 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 as a kid, yeah. It's like they both did that. It's like they yeah. went in for the handshake. And like, <laughs> Except it was legit, not not a real psych. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so right. Aksau, handshake. Aksau, yeah. And then uh, Taofai uh, means Taofai? hair. Just hair? means hair. So, you, so you're going to cut your hair. That's why let me, saying, let me right? finish. Let me finish. Yeah, yeah. Next word is jin tao fai. So jin means cut. Okay, jin tao fai. Tao fai is hair. 
So cut hair, okay? Yep. So you're going to a haircut. Could yes. you use that in okay. a sentence? Like, I'm going to get a haircut in two weeks. Okay, okay. so I'm going to cut my hair in two weeks. And our next one is uh, 警察. 警察. It means police. Police, okay. okay. How many and words are we at? That was one, two, three, four, five, six. I have one more. Sure. So lucky seven. Next, last one is 社區中心. It means community center, okay? Uh, you know, Gavin, you know, Gavin, okay? <laughs> we talked about Lamco before, okay? So, so, what does that sentence mean? It means Gavin likes to go to community center to play basketball. Why the hell does it sound so much longer in English? What the fuck? But yeah. Well, I mean, why do I like to discriminate Chinese people and play basketball at the community center? I, I don't know. Maybe English is longer. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll just repeat the words one more time. Yep, please. Sang Chang. K C Nak Sao Tao Fat Zin Tao Fat Gang Tat Se Koi Jong Sam. All right. Thank you for that insightful lesson. A lot of people have been asking for the Cantonese corner, so we're happy to see it's back. And definitely having the words relate to the podcast topic makes it 200% better. Because it's like, these are the topics we're talking about. These are the words and the issues we're talking about. And, you know, if we want to spread the Cantonese... Like, this is a this is a two birds, one stone situation. You spread Cantonese, but you can also equip yourself with the Cantonese vocabulary to talk about DIU podcasts with your friends. So two birds, one stone. Yeah, man. Uh, that's it, man. Anything else you want to yeah. add? I, I really liked how, you know, our our listeners sent us a huge email talking about the issues or concerns about that we talked about. Uh, you know, I really hope that we have more listeners who send us email, you know, love letters, love questions, yep. love inquiries. And Jack, how can inquiries. they how can they get in touch with us through email? You know, they can email us at diupodcast at gmail.com. They can message us on Facebook at diupodcast. They can tweet us at diupodcast. If you, you can leave a comment on the website, www.diupod.com. We talk about all those fancy streaming services like Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, not Apple, but... If you a true DIU podcast fan, besides being here to Discord, the, the fastest way you can listen to the episode is through our website, www.diupod.com. So check us out there. Yeah, you know, listen to us on Spotify, Anchor. Is that it? Google Pod. Oh yeah, Google Pod. And, you Bro, know, I, said this like, I said this like a minute, I said this like 30 seconds ago. Come on, man. <laughs> Yo, I have a, I have a, you know, uh, what, what's that word? Long on, man. You have dementia. Uh, that's what it is. Sorry. Yeah. All right. I don't want you uh, straining your brain any longer. Let's end the show. Thank you for listening, and tune in next time on DIU Podcast. <laughs>